0: Hello guys, welcome back to the Thinking Wealth podcast. We thought we'd go over the week's events, um, macroeconomic outlook, uh, obviously everything driven towards wealth creation and wealth preservation. Alex French, good to be with you again my friend. You doing mate, you okay? Yeah, good man. Uh, Where do you want to start? Uh, We're going to do these probably every week now, we're just going to look back over the week, talk about it, give you our opinion. We don't know everything by a long, long, long stretch. We're always learning and sharing that learning with you guys. And we'd like you to give us feedback as well on what you think's going on and any tips and tricks that you can share with us and other people. That'd be cool, man. Uh, Where
1: do you want to start? Well, like you've just touched on, I think we're going to cover this on a weekly basis so we can go over... What has happened in the world of crypto uh, to begin with, uh, and, and what's sort of come about over the last seven days, which there has been quite a lot of. So maybe let's talk about because uh, this links in with Russia, and I suppose that links in with a lot of things at the moment. Why don't we talk about tax? Let's talk about let's talk
0: about at the moment because it's hot topic. Let's do the war.
1: Okay, cool. And
0: how that's going to affect everything because. Uh, Mainstream perception is driven by what comes out of television screens and mainstream media at the moment. And uh, how is this going to affect the markets? I think we can already see with regards to petrol prices and all that, they're using the war as the means, aren't they, of, of rising prices. They're blaming Russia. Yeah not the 30 trillion dollars that's been pumped into the world economy but they're blaming russia which i think is probably going to have some impact but uh i'd be very wary of people just having that information and believing it i don't i don't necessarily think that's true but that isn't getting around the reality that petrol's gone up 30 40
1: pence wheat as well that's gone up about 40 40 percent As it not just in um, like a year, Mm. for example. I saw a graph the other day, I was listening to a Mike Maloney episode on YouTube. He would pulled up a a graph with the rising costs of uh, raw materials and the chart was based on weekly rises and wheat in this particular week, I think a couple of weeks ago, went up 40% in a week. Crazy. More, more than anything. Oil was second, I think, at that time. Crazy. was about 20% in a week. So, yeah, like you say, I mean, <clears throat> like what you find with a lot of political changes or whatever's going on in that sphere, it always gets sort of pointed towards the the thing at the time. So, obviously, the, the Russia-Ukraine conflict is everywhere at the moment. So, that's getting the vast majority of... Uh, of the flak, so to speak, and particularly Russia and Putin and and all of that. So, mm. I think we'll always have that. Like we had, we had Brexit, didn't we? At one point, Brexit was the thing that was blamed for yeah. for everything. Yeah. So, like you say, I think we just have to be conscious of not consuming too much and letting it yeah. override, you know, what whatever truth is. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the war's obviously going to be playing a big impact on natural resources. Ukraine's full of minerals and whatever, and Russia's a big global oil, natural gas player as well. Didn't you say something like, the Russians are looking at accepting Bitcoin for payment?
1: Yeah, they're uh, one of their commissioners on the, I think it's called their energy commissioner. Um, in a in an interview with a Russian news channel, I think it was, he said that they were open to the idea yeah, of receiving Bitcoin in exchange for in exchange for natural gas. Right, might just be hot air, ain't it? To be fair, in the crypto community, man, it could be, but we we do seem to be seeing this sort of thing. I mean, giving it a slightly different um, angle um, over in America. Uh, Governor De Sanctis in Florida apparently is open to the idea of allowing citizens paying their taxes with Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is featuring in ways that people never thought was possible. Mm. And if you're able to pay your taxes and start countries paying for natural gas with Bitcoin, I think those are huge movements forward Mm. to say the least. So, yeah, it's been a great week in that respect. A lot of good positive news where there seems to be more and more adoption of Bitcoin, which is obviously, as holders of it and people that believe in it, it's only a good thing. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we seem to be going in, in, in the right direction. As we speak now, it's $44,000 again. It's creeping back up. Yeah, it's doing well, isn't it? Again, there seems to be a fair bit of strength behind it again at the moment. People that I follow are talking about it. I think getting over 45k and that could be the next sort of rally up, mm-hmm. upwards. That's what Lark Davies said as well, Above 45 and a
0: half grand. Uh, back, to, back to the bull market, he says, which is a bit of a craze term, I think now. No one even knew what a bull and bear was before this.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but it's all good signs, man. It's all positive stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Precious metals, gold's up 10% over three months. I suppose this is where we delve into the inflation side of of, Mm. of this podcast. Mm. It's it's common knowledge, isn't it, when um, countries are struggling financially, investors usually go and limit their losses, don't they, by putting their hard-earned wealth into precious metals. Mm. Hence, we've seen such a big rise in uh, gold-silver prices over the last month or two. Yep. 7%.
0: Over the last month, 7% silver to the pound and gold is 4.7% against the pound.
1: Which in those, in, in terms of the gold market, those are big leaps forward, uh, aren't it, they? Yeah, I mean, it's usually, it's more usually fairly gradual. steady, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a big, big movement and uh, who am I to predict? whatever but when you start seeing movements in a market as stable as gold normally is Mm. that's usually an indication that there's something going on whatever that might be certainly a signal yeah signal that's the word yeah Mm. so i suppose that sort of ties in with um inflation as well and the cost of living going up Mm. 6.2 percent in the
0: uk i think they released a few days ago and that's official figures. Unofficial figures are probably a lot higher than that, yeah.
1: Well, we've just said, haven't we? I mean, this went through my head the other day when I heard this break. You know, you look at any anybody that's listened to, to, to this, if you've had any sort of email or any communication from your energy provider, when you've headed out to the sort of petrol pumps over the last week or two, when you've gone and done your food shop, You haven't even got to sit down and work out the figures. You can see, with your own eyes, very, very quickly, that inflation is a lot more than 6.2%. Yep, Your shopping's costing a hell of a lot more. Your fuel has gone through the roof. Every bill you can think of is going up, which is going to, isn't it? If oil and energy in general is going up, that affects absolutely everything. You know, the cost of your lunch, for example, on a daily basis. Little things like that. Your cup of tea, your cup of coffee from your local shop—all that's going to go up. Costing, cost of living in general has gone up for everybody. So, yeah, six point two percent, crazy. Yeah, just look at energy, as you say,
0: energy prices. That's a, that's a far more trustworthy. Yeah, just look at the reality rather than what's coming out of people's mouths. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So, in terms of the average person and inflation, for every £100 you've got, that that pound's going to be worth 93, 94 pence this time next year if inflation stays the same. And it doesn't look like it's slowing down. So, if you're not at least matching 7%, according to official figures, you're actually
1: down. You've also gone down. On your money. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm dress it up with fancy words, inflation, but the real, yeah, the real hard-hitting facts are your wealth has has been eroded by the biggest uh, percentage we've not seen in 30 years here in the UK. 1981,
0: I thought, was it? Yes, yeah, 1990, that. 1990,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <clears throat> big changes. Um what, what societal changes will we see off the back of these Rich. these uncomfortable positions people are now in?
0: Well, people start cutting back, don't they, on stuff. So I think historically, if you look at uh, the average household costs to run your household, the more that rises, uh, the more likely you are to a property correction because people can't afford mortgages, can't afford the debt, so yeah. therefore that's when property prices do go down. And obviously energy's gone through the roof. Everything's gone through the roof. Wages aren't matching inflation, blah, blah, blah. So people can't afford to live. Can't pay the mortgage. Property prices crash or correct rather than crash. So uh, I don't, are we, are we close to a correction? I don't know. I think there's still maybe a, a little bit to go, but not.
1: Not that far in the future, I don't think. Yeah, but it is is—it is a pure guess, though, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. you can have an educated at, guess. Well, you can, but what are we comparing it to these days? Because we haven't seen this position ever, have
0: we? No. But we can look at patterns of uh, uh, household costs, for example. If that hits Six 50, months. 60%, you think, right? For the last three or four times that's hit a recession, we're at 45 percent we need to be careful here yeah property cycles apparently a 15 to 18 year cycle we're not far off that now
1: i've just pulled up here uh, the monthly rise rise in property prices in february is the biggest jump in more than 20 years with a massive average monthly increase of seven thousand seven hundred and eighty five pound or two point three percent that's uk property prices so yeah things are still moving in the uh property space i don't know how long for though but i don't know how long we've been talking about this for I mm, know no. it's a problem isn't it? yeah i mean there was a stamp duty holiday wasn't there during the pandi- pandemic period which started off quite a big yeah move in the property market yeah. and to be honest it hasn't really uh let up has it i mean january february historically I would imagine a two quiet months for the property market Mm. and then you start gathering momentum over spring and obviously summer's always a busy time again when people are moving but yeah, to have the biggest jump in 20 years in February in the year after a pandemic doesn't, just doesn't sound right. No. There's something not right about Mm. that statement in Mm. itself. Mm. So yeah, it sounds exciting anyway, doesn't it? It is exciting. Whatever happens,
0: you can always make opportunity for yourself. Mm.
1: Yeah, so that's sort of where we're at property-wise. Um, what up should we talk about Rishi and his budget, his UK budget that he uh, spoke of earlier this week? Yeah, I
0: mean, I think that five pence could sort of took the <laughs> took the headlines, didn't it? He? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone was watching, it was jumping 10, 15, 20 pence. Then he said, I'm going to help you all and chop it off by five pence.
1: Yeah, crazy. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to have these conversations and uh, think rationally, but you know, I don't know really what people would have expected after having sort of two years of slow growth in most industries. Mm. Obviously, off the back of a pandemic and industries completely shut down for long periods of time, handing out money left, right, and centre to everybody. Yeah. It was obvious at some point they were going to be uh, clawing as much of that back as they possibly could. And yeah. Looks like those times are ahead, aren't they? Mm. Tax rises everywhere. There will be, I think. National insurance, that's going up next month. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Massive increase as well, but because it's little figures, people don't really spot yeah. it. Percentage-wise, percentage-wise it's percentage-wise, huge. Percentage-wise, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot to go on, I think, over this next 12-month period. I think
0: it always raises the question what like the philosophical question about tax you know what I mean is it fair what percent if it is fair what percentage is fair yeah
1: it's always a bone of contention isn't it mm. it's hard to talk about tax without it getting political as well isn't it yeah, more which is ridiculous really. which is ridiculous really
0: I don't know how, how can you get around that
1: well it, it, yeah well I think it, it shouldn't be about that it should be uh, whatever's classed as fair and people have got a different mm. people have got a different opinion of what's fair. people I think people think that the ones that earn the most money that generate the most business that the one, the ones that are most comfortable are the ones that should be taxed the most, but they're quite often the ones that produce the most. In terms of jobs, etc., that sort of thing. So, I don't know. we can't, it, can't keep driving taxes up too much because, hmm. especially businesses that can just pick up and go elsewhere, they will do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it always goes back to that the, the smartest people go where they're treated the best. And if you put tax in that context, you're treated the best where you'd keep the most of what you create.
1: Yeah. All rewarded for creating. Less regulation, and mm-hmm. more opportunity to create. Yeah. Yeah. So but that type of person, the entrepreneurial person. Pre market capitalism.
0: Is often based in that. But that doesn't mean that necessarily in the future the entrepreneur will be that way. It could be a more social entrepreneur. Do you know what I'm saying? I think we have to have a, a degree of balance because it's very easy for our biases to pull us towards that.
1: Well, it seems to be the way the sort of in, the in thing, isn't it? mm Socialism. And I think, don't get me wrong, that sounds terrible, saying it like that. Obviously, there's certain people who deserve our support. You know, the elderly has been a prime example. Um... Yeah, just, uh, there seems to be a big, I don't want to say agenda, but a change, if you like, uh, with our outlook on society and what we should get and what we shouldn't get and what we should work for and what we can have for nothing. So, yeah, always a fascinating conversation.
0: Yeah, I think tax is is going to go up. In it. Did you say anything in the budget over the next night? Is there any tax increases, corporation tax or anything? I think corporation tax is going up to 25%, percent in it?
1: From 20. Let's have a look. Headlines that we see. Uh, millions left out in mini-budget as fuel prices still crazy high. 10 mini-budget graphs that expose just how horrifying the cost of living crisis is. Uh, let's get into some detail. Rishi Sunak's budget. Mm.
0: I think you've got. Does it, it, the, the talk, like if you go back to this Russia thing, the talk about shutting down loopholes and blah, blah, blah. It's like, the reason the loopholes are there is to protect the people who set the rules. So you're never going to overcome, there's always going to be loopholes for people. They're trying to get the property off these Russian oligarchs. They're in the British Virgin Islands. They can't get them. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's just never going to happen. I know it needs to be shown that they're trying to do something. They don't care. No,
1: they're 100% savvy enough. They probably wouldn't have even known this was coming and been able to prepare for this. Mm. They just would, wouldn't they? If you were were rubbing shoulders with the people at that sort of level, I would imagine they would have been given the uh, heads up that something was coming and they would have done what they needed to to do to protect what assets they have got. They've already got a vast majority of their wealth no doubt protected Mm. because I think when you reach that level of success, however you define that, but in maybe a business sense, you are a lot more savvy, aren't you? You're a lot more savvy with how you protect your wealth. Mm. So I would imagine a lot of this is already protected.
0: Yeah, a lot of the, there's just like a funny saying in It's like today's liberals are tomorrow's conservatives. Like that. So yeah, it's like that. not, and you know, it's not. I'm not either of them things, but it, you do it just sort of give a a metaphor, if you like, of if you uh, haven't got anything, you're always gonna protest and everything in order to get something and when you have got something and you mind, something of yourself you're always going to want to protect that it's just common human nature isn't it
1: yeah yeah uh, but yeah I suppose it just comes back to the old adage isn't it? you know you people that are willing to create and take risks in this current system that we've been living in for quite a while now were the ones that were supposedly going to be rewarded but Maybe this is a moment in time where that all changes, and our sort of outlook on work, business, and life goes down a different route, and there's different things rewarded—a non-sort of capitalist route. However, that might take shape.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it can. To be honest, there's going to be some big changes, isn't there? So I can't see how crypto would have even evolved to where it is without. Capitalism. Like what we've got now in the crypto market is more or less capitalism, a purest form I've ever seen. Because it ain't regulated at all, is it? No. But what you see with that is people putting life savings into things. they completely losing everything in a couple of days. But then you, the other argument is, well, you got to take responsibility for your actions. But then the, the other side of that coin is, well, if you regulate them, it wouldn't happen. So it's like, you know, you've got to have an understanding of both. We're all going to have our own independent thinking around it. Well, most people don't have independent thinking, but if you do know how to think,
1: you have your own opinion. Yeah, it'd just be refreshing to have um, a different set of eyes setting the rules, wouldn't it? Yeah, but would you ever be happy? Probably not, no, in all fairness, but not with other people. When you look at how things have gone in, like from a financial perspective, you just mentioned the amount of uh, currency that's been printed out in the last few years. It's still the same people that have made these decisions that are basically setting the rules. Mm. That's the problem I have, and it's always politicians as well, who, generally speaking, don't have much of a background in this, do they? Yeah. No. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a mad week, to be fair. There's been a lot going on. I don't think we really need to go too much more into it. This is going to be a weekly thing where we just wrap up what we've seen in the week. Um, And there's been a lot this week. Maybe touch on quickly. um, Crypto.com are making more sort of moves out in the sort of wider world, different industries. They're now a sponsor of the FIFA World Cup. They've got their own arena. I think the UFC use it a lot in America. They seem to be getting out there a hell of a lot more. Um, so, yeah. Bitcoin seems to be adopted in numerous ways and it's happen- happening quite quickly now, mm-hmm. which is only a good thing.
0: Yeah, let's just quickly talk about what's happening at Thinking Wealth in regards to moving over to Mighty Networks. So, because uh, we, we would... If you go on to uh, UK, you'll see our, our courses on there, four or five different courses, um, Telegram group, Facebook group, blah, blah, blah. What we're moving on to is something called Mighty Networks, and we'll have our own platform on there where everybody can share their own findings. And uh, it's, a, it's a more community-based rather than course-based Uh, There's going to be a free week trial for people, £30 a month thereafter. we have had very good feedback so far, um, and we'd like more feedback to help us improve and everything. Still a very new business. We are taking on an employee next week full-time, so we can really start kicking on and moving forward quickly. Um, Yeah, What what do you want to add to that, mate?
1: Yeah, just to touch on again, um, the new platform, it's a lot more user-friendly. At the moment, it's probably a little bit rigid, isn't it, on the current way that we're doing things on Kajabi. Uh This will allow a lot more communication between members. Everything will be in one place, so instead of having um, emails, the hub, um, Telegram, Facebook, we'll have all of that in one place. Uh, It's got its own app, I believe, as well. Um, So if you're worried about something moving off Facebook and you're no longer going to receive any notifications on there. uh, Mighty Networks has got its own app, so you'll just have your notifications come through from when we post and other people posting within the groups from from the app. So, yeah, it's a lot more user-friendly. That's the biggest, I think, idea behind it and the reason why we've decided to change it. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. So, what we reckon that's going to probably take around a month, I'm guessing, aren't we, to get it yep. moved over? Yeah, so probably come this time towards the end of April, we'll have migrated fully over to that. Um, yep. yeah, nothing, nothing more to really say on that. No,
0: nope. okay, we'll wrap this up. We'll see you next week. Next Friday, we'll release another podcast for you guys. See you soon.
1: See ya.